It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome back to Live Mike 206 is the time here in the KSL News Room. Time now for the top two stories at 2 o'clock. The first story is a developing one which broke here uh, just moments ago. Uh, confirmed by the Deseret News, uh, let me read to you the following. A police officer in Provo has been shot and is currently receiving treatment at a local hospital. Provo police have confirmed that the incident happened at about 12.30 p.m. near 900 East and 800 South in Provo. The person who allegedly shot the officer was also shot and is receiving treatment. Conditions on both individuals not immediately available. Information on what led up to the shooting was not immediately available. Uh, uh, that is what's been confirmed by the Deseret News, specifically Pat Reavy on the Deseret News crime team. Thanks to him for that reporting. Uh, and, uh, you know, thoughts and prayers, of course, with uh, everyone who needs him right now. I'll let you know that uh, KSL News Radio's Paul Nelson is en route as soon as he arrives on the scene and gather some information. Uh, we'll make it available uh, right here. But the story is this. Uh, a, poli- a Provo police officer has been shot and is currently receiving treatment at a local hospital. This stemming from an incident which took place uh, only 90 minutes ago or so in Provo, 900 East and 800 South. And the uh, the person who allegedly shot the officer also shot themselves and is receiving treatment a condition of neither individual is known right now and no information on what led up to uh, the shooting is known right now as soon as we have it you can count on hearing it here on ksl news radio the uh, second top story of today stems from the goings-on up on utah's capitol hill we are going to work harder and smarter than we've ever worked before representative thurston Thank you, Mr. Speaker. Are we supposed to remove our masks when we speak? Uh, in, the, in the 2020 session, passed out of here nearly unanimously, just uh, ran out of time on the Senate board. But it's uh, this was brought by the Utah Association of Special Districts. It brings into uh, conformity. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. Representatives, this bill, we, we have the Veterans Military Affairs Commission, which we've had for several years. The House is in recess. This second story is, uh, it's more than just a single story. It's really uh, five or six or seven or a couple hundred stories wrapped into one, depending on how you count. And it is that at this time of year, as you very well know, if you've been following local news here uh, in the state of Utah for any uh, amount of time, you'll know uh, that between January and early March, there is a heavy emphasis on the legislation being debated and voted upon up on Utah's Capitol Hill, because we have a part-time legislature, right? Unlike other states that go year-round, uh, we cram everything into a short stretch of time in the beginning of the year. Yeah, sure, there are special sessions and interim sessions later on, but uh, uh, the big work, the heavy lifting, takes place during these 45 days. And so it is that we pay special attention to the various bills. And at this stage of the game, uh, the the picture starts to become kind of clear. You get uh, a much better and clearer sense of those 
bits of legislation that are going to make it all the way to the end and possibly end up on the governor's desk for signature and ultimately become law, part of Utah statute. So uh, what, what we have done today is I've compiled a very brief list, very brief. And I say brief because I've only got like seven or eight bills here and there are hundreds making their way through the system up on Utah's Capitol Hill. Uh, Half of these bills have uh, met their demise, will not become law, and the other headline-making bills still have a little bit of life in them and very likely uh, could see uh, themselves. Did I just personify legislation? Uh, (laughs) Become laws uh, on the books here in the state of Utah. The the first bill I want to bring up, which uh, will not likely continue on, will not likely become law here in the state of Utah, it deals with uh, transgender female athletes, specifically a law, a bill that would prohibit the participation of transgender female athletes from competing uh, against female athletes in high school sports. That piece of legislation uh, was introduced by a mother of six and a high school basketball coach, and there was some resistance to it. Certainly plenty of support, uh, but uh, resistance nonetheless. Uh, as a matter of fact, it was Governor Cox who just a week ago today, uh, during one of his public addresses, made it known that in its current form that he was unable to, he would be unable to sign that bill into law should it pass the two uh, chambers of the legislature. Now, there was some tweaking that went on uh, with this bill. It, uh, it, it allowed for some competition uh, to, to be participated in by transgender female athletes in the female high school sports. But the, the two areas it amended, the original legislation, were to restrict from competition for, uh, for scholarship and also restrict from competition uh, in, in contact sports. So they can practice, uh, they can be a part of the team, but when it came to the actual contact competition, uh, the, the bill would have uh, outlawed transgender female athletes from participating. With all that said, <clears throat> it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough uh, to gain the sufficient support to make its way all the way through the process and was ultimately uh, sent packing. And so uh, there, here in Utah, uh, will not be a prohibition on the participation of transgender female athletes in sports. Another piece of legislation to meet its demise here this year, distracted driving. Again, introduced by Representative Carol Spackman Moss. Uh, And it's a piece of legislation that I... As you well know, I've gone through an evolution of sorts. It wasn't until early last year, just about this time last year, that I found myself uh, coming around to this piece of legislation. And it happened because I witnessed, I had to jump out of the way. I was was walking to work. I live kind of near the station here. I was walking to work, and I stepped out into an intersection and happened to look up right at that moment at one of the uh, one of the lanes of track of it turning into the street I was about to cross. And I saw uh, that the operator of that vehicle uh, had their nose buried in a phone. And I also saw another car, which was in their pathway. And nothing I could do but jump and get out of the way as I watched those two vehicles collide into one another. Uh, 911 was the first number I called and uh, quickly ran over to see that everyone was okay and happy to report that everyone uh, was okay. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, you know, officers showed up. The ambulance, a pair of them, uh, showed up. Uh, but what I saw there, what I witnessed there, 
was something that very could have very easily could have ended my life. And that same street I was crossing is one that I have crossed with, uh, I'll mention her again, little baby Piper a number of times. And if I'm not looking up, or if the timing is, is tweaked and changed just a, a little bit, the butterfly on the other side of the globe flaps its wings a moment earlier or something like that, uh, maybe you and I aren't chatting here each afternoon. So I came around, and uh, unfortunate uh, to see this bill meet to demise again. Uh, a number of other bills, one that seemed dead but lives on, is the one which called into question the name of Dixie State University. After a unanimous vote from the Board of Trustees at the university, a piece of legislation was drafted to change the name. It seemed, honestly, 24 hours ago or so, it seemed as if that bill was destined for the scrap heap. Some students from Dixie State showed up on the uh, Utah Capitol Complex. Uh, Some conversations ensued, and lo and behold, the senators in charge have announced that, in fact, it will be debated uh, on Utah's Capitol Hill and very well may make it to the governor's desk, ultimately resulting in a formal name change of Dixie State University. Uh, The list continues. There are many more to discuss. Uh, We're going to take a break right now. When we come back, I am going to spend some time talking about one final bill, which looks now destined for the governor's desk. It has to do with mugshots. We've discussed it in the past. Now it's got some legs and very well may become Utah law. Mugshots, should they be available to the public or not? It's all a question of innocent until proven guilty. I'll share with you my thoughts and the latest next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.